This episode is brought to you by my free What's Working Guide. If you want to download some tips on what is working right now in 2022 from both myself and other real-life indoor playground owners who are currently working to launch or grow their business, head to michellecaruana.com slash what's working, or simply click the link in the show notes or episode description. You'll get the free tips delivered right to your inbox. Download my What's Working Guide right now. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. So whenever I get a new marketing client and I'm doing research so that I can create copy for their website or ads, the first thing I always do is ask to speak with one of their customers or current clients. Now, most marketers don't take the time to do this step, but for me, it has really transformed the way I work, and it's really improved the quality of the copy that I'm able to provide for my clients. And the results they're getting after implementing this new copy strategy has been really astounding. You see, as business owners, we are often so close to our own businesses. So when we go to write our own copy, we often forget about some of the most basic points and elements that are so significant and so necessary for our prospective customers to read and for them to be able to differentiate us against our competitors and really decide if our facility is a good fit for them. And let me give you a little tip. If they can't decide this right away, they're probably going to move on. So a good example of this, of us being too close to our own businesses, is I was recently running ads for a client who sells courses to speech-language pathologists, specifically those who work with autistic students. And I noticed that her landing page before we started running ads was just not converting very well. People were visiting the page, but they weren't opting in. And this was for a free class that we were asking people to opt into. Now, I didn't make this landing page. She had. And when I read through it, I noticed that nowhere on the page did it say who the class was for. I didn't see the word therapy. I didn't see the word speech speech language pathologist. I didn't see the word speech. It just said for professionals, which to me could have meant anything. It could have meant teachers. It could have meant psychologists, really anyone that works with kids. It was way too vague. And my client had not even noticed this oversight because in her mind, everybody already knows exactly what she does. And she feels like she's reiterated it hundreds, if not thousands of times. But the truth is we really need to spell out our business details for our customers, especially ones that are finding us for the first time. And honestly, it doesn't have to be difficult. Sometimes all it takes is some fresh eyes and some fresh perspective like I was able to provide. Now, just this morning, I did one of these calls for a new client and it occurred to me that I used to do this when I owned my indoor playground as well. And it did wonders for the way that I wrote copy for my business. Now, if you're a little bit confused, when I say copy, copy is basically any words that we use to sell or share our products and services. So this includes what you see on websites, but it also includes emails we write, social media captions, ads, all that stuff. 
Now, first of all, if you do not feel comfortable doing this or you don't think that you could ask these questions objectively without getting defensive, then don't. You can easily have a team member or even a friend do this exercise. Now, I prefer to do it myself. I don't know if that was necessarily the right decision, but if you know me, I can be a little bit of a control freak. But sometimes customers just feel more comfortable talking openly and candidly if they're not speaking directly to the owner because they feel like they need to sugarcoat everything for the owner. So that's just something that you'll have to decide on your own, or you can try it both ways. Okay, so specifically, what I want you to do first is write down the name of at least three customers who you've had recently, who you loved working with and who loved working with you. Maybe it's one of your loyal members. Maybe it's somebody who had a birthday party at your facility. Maybe it's somebody who consistently books your classes. Now, I like to repeat this entire process, so three names, for each of my services, starting with my most important stream of revenue, which if you follow my YouTube channel, you'll know was birthday parties. Now, after this, so you have three names, now I want you to write down the names of three people who are maybe a bit beyond working with you. Like, for example, their children are too old for your facility, or maybe they even live a little too far away. Let me tell you, these experienced parents who have been to probably hundreds of birthday parties are literally filled with advice and insight that is just gold. So for example's sake, again, let's pretend we're doing this process specifically for birthday parties. So by now I have the names of three past clients who I loved working with. I'm now going to reach out to them and ask if I can give them a call or hop on Zoom with them or buy them a coffee and chat in person. Now, it's nice to give this person some incentive for their time, like a gift card or, like I said, just a free coffee. It's not necessary, but it's a nice touch. Now, this is different than a focus group. I really dig into my focus group strategy in my courses, which are linked in the episode description. These are one-on-one calls, one-on-one conversations, really. Now, when I get on the phone with them or talk to them in person, I really want to ask them open-ended questions so I can better understand what they found valuable about my services and maybe what they wished had been different. I always ask to record these, even if we're doing it in person, because sometimes if you're taking notes while someone is speaking, you miss something important. And it's really important to use the exact words that these people are saying in your copy, because it's likely that other customers can relate to what they're saying as well. And like I said, the idea here is we want to use our customers' own words and language in our copy so they can more easily relate to it. I thought it was worth saying that twice because like I said, as business owners, sometimes we struggle with that. Some of my favorite questions that I would ask these past clients is number one, what were your feelings when you were searching for a birthday venue? Were you overwhelmed? Were you looking for a facility that held a big group, had a specific type of play, allowed outside food, um, accommodated food allergies, were good for children with sensory issues? Were you looking for somebody that was going to take care of everything for you from start to finish? What were you looking for? What were your feelings? What kind of flags, green flags were you looking for when you were searching for a venue? Number two, were there any must-haves for your venue? Like like I said, a certain capacity or a certain allowance, like a lot of people want to bring their own cake. Number three, what was the booking process like? Did you ever feel lost? Did you have to leave and come back to it? How did that make you feel? Was it frustrating? Number four. How did it feel after you booked? Did you feel confused, relieved, overwhelmed? I love asking this one because it can really help us find any holes in our booking process because we do not want people to book and then be like, 
wait, what happens now? And then number five, how would you describe the day of your event? And again, I really like to leave this one open-ended. And then finally, number six, if a friend asked you to recommend a venue to them, would you recommend us? And what exactly would you say? Now, I have a list of like 30 questions that I typically ask during these one-on-one calls, but you get the idea. We do also send surveys and ask for feedback after parties as well, but speaking to someone and having a conversation with them really just yields so much extra value for you on top of these surveys. And when you repeat this process for the parents whose kids are maybe too old for your facility, you should ask questions like, what was your best birthday venue experience? What was the worst? Is there a party you attended that really stood out to you? Ask them to tell you about that and elaborate. We will dig into different ways that you can use all of your notes and the words in these calls in your copy in future episodes. But for now, I want you to compare what your client said on your call to your booking page on your website or your brochures or your sales script for your parties. Did they bring up how much they loved that they didn't have to clean up, but you forgot to mention it anywhere on your booking page? Did they say that your follow-up process after booking makes them feel so cared for and so relieved? Make sure you call attention to that as well, because that speaks to a lot of parents. Your play of the day today is to plan this process out for at least one of your services. So again, I gave the party's example, but again, start with your biggest source of revenue. And I know you'll be tempted to skip this one because you know your business and your customers so well. But like I said in a recent episode, take it from me, a person who needs to be told to do something like five times before actually doing it. Just give it a try. If you aren't blown away by the insight you get, then don't do it for your other services, but give this an honest try. I promise it will cause a big improvement in your copy and copy has a huge impact on your profit, which again, we'll really drill down in in future episodes. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a business friend. And the best way you can show support for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. That way we can reach other play-based business owners and make sure they join this little podcast community with us because I truly believe we are better together. So dream big, make your play of the day, and I will see you right back here tomorrow for our final episode of the week.